What's up, everybody? It's your favorite show, favorite show, Get a Bucket. I'm your host, Trey, and as usual, I hope you're all having a wonderful, wonderful day. Now, as you can see here, I got on my Mamba shirt. You peeped the, uh, the Laker jersey in the bike. You already saw Gigi on this thing here. You know it's Kobe Bryant's birthday. Shout out to you, Mamba. Happy birthday, baby. Rest in peace, all the good stuff. This is not a somber moment, I'm trying to tell y'all, although this is the second birthday since Kobe passed, hence why I had to put on, you know, Gigi on this as well. But... I'm talking to you guys about something I think Kobe Bryant would love to talk about, and that's championship teams. Um, we all know the traditional one through five, you know, point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, center, um, and those are known between one through five, point guard being the one, center being the five, fill in the rest. Now, those are your traditional ones, right? Um, we can also talk about the dynamic duos. We can also talk about the big threes, you know. We can even bring up the different archetypes such as a dominant uh, skilled big man or an athletic skilled forward or a skilled athletic guard. Um, those will be discussed at a later date, so stay tuned for that. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Turn on your notifications. You won't want to miss that video. I don't think so, at least. But we're talking again, championship team now and how do you build those like you can't just snap your fingers and have it together unless this is a super team which we've seen but how do you how do you get a championship squad together right i have 12 steps here i have 12 steps that i'm gonna tell you guys just give you guys a little bit insight into how i think about this game so i think personally no no i know personally every team championship with championship aspirations needs a star sorry that's it like you need a star the only time it has not really needed a, a team has not really needed a star the detroit pistons but they were like they were built differently like they had quality fringe starters or all-stars on their squad as like as their starting unit only thing they messed up on was not drafting carmelo but that's another story for another day you need a star, ladies and gentlemen. When I think of a star, I think of a Kobe Bryant. Or, let's keep it more relevant, Kevin Durant. Even though Kobe's pretty relevant. <laughs> but those two players, people want to play with them. Yes, there was a moment where people didn't want to play with Kobe perceived, but they were just scared of the moment. You don't, you don't want to come in and, and, and play behind Kobe because you got a little, a little ego. Like, all right, cool, I get it. Or you don't want... To have a lot of pressure on you because you on you on the Lakers stage, you know what I'm saying? Like, but those are the type of people that you want to play with, though. Those top ten players, that's what Kobe was. That's what KD is. Like a top ten player, really top five. But I'm to make ten teams. I'm just saying, you know, there aren't going to be ten like championship teams out there, but you can have ten stars that can help build a championship team. And if you have a star. That's first step. Then for this next step, you only need to find one other all-star. Because chances are, if you have a star, you have an all-star as well. What's an all-star? I said a star is top 10. So an all-star for me is top 30. Because in the all-star games, well, every team is has 15 roster spots, right? The, the all-star game usually boasts about 13. And you get like, like one to two reserves. So I'm going to say in between 26 to 30. Those are your fringe all-stars, okay? But, mm, yeah, I'll say 26 to 30 spot, like, like spots-wise in terms of the uh, top 
hundred in the in, in the in, in the NBA, those are going to be your your all stars. Maybe thirty-two. Maybe the maybe the rank thirty-two. But that's we're talking about French all stars now, and that's kind of dipping down on into another one, which we'll talk about in a second. But again, you need your two all stars. Um, if you only have two all stars, I think the Toronto Raptors have shown it doesn't work. Hence why I said you need a star and two all stars to boot. All stars being like Zion, um, Zach Levine, those are good ones. <laughs> and they're relevant too. Recent, I already talked about the other ones as well. You know, DeRozan, Kyle Lowry. So you get it. Now, even though you have an all star and stars, you need a leader. If you have a leader, you're going to be good to go. A leader, for example, would be MJ and Larry Bird. Those two guys were quality leaders, okay? Yes, they were the stars. Yes, people feared them, whether you played with or played against them. But they were respected amongst everybody. Everybody. And that type of person is able to hold themselves and others accountable, help the team go. This is not a captain, okay? A captain is, can be like a vet who doesn't play, just has respect. A leader needs to have that respect and produce. Let me say that again. Needs to have that respect and produce. If he does that, you're good. Or she. <laughs> but if they do that, you're fine. If not, eh, you don't really have a leader. Kawhi was kind of scrutinized for that in the bubble. That kind of helped why they didn't win. The saying, people, keep this in mind. Things like that, things like this, a leader are needed because now that leader has to go and manage over the next step, which is the starters. And when I say starters, I don't mean the first five that come on the floor because remember, remember, just because you're a starter doesn't really mean you're a starter. Like James Harden came off the bench. Manu Ginobili came off the bench. Lou Williams came off the bench. Jamal Crawford came off the bench. A lot of players have come off the bench and that does not mean that the starters that were in front of them were better than them. It just fits the scheme of the team and if you have at least six starter level caliber players i'm thinking above average like <laughs> that should be what a starter is viewed as well you're cooking with something now at least six at least six for a bare minimum give me six starters you're good to go we've already talked about it y'all know what a starter is in my book um why am i harping so much about starters and stars and all of that though, like, I, I, like, shouldn't the leader be able to just manage over this? Like, where's the coach in all this factor, right? Ah, uh, people. Ah, uh, people. I know you're gonna be in here for a good minute, wondering a few things, but it's okay. It's okay. Um, not everything will be understood right now, possibly. If so, DM me, ask me any questions that you want to, okay? But this next part going forward. It should help reveal a couple of things. It, it should help reveal a couple more things. We're going to get a little bit more detail, just a little bit more. But anyways, now, to the next part. Your Super Saiyans. What is a Super Saiyan? No, it's not a... It's not, I mean, yes, it is one from Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> but a Super Saiyan is that Energizer Bunny, okay? An Energizer Bunny. That's the guy or girl who is going to give it your all. They're going to be that hustle person, that, that, that person who's just going to leave it all on the floor. That's who I want on my squad. Everybody has to have a Super Saiyan on their team. If you don't, you might not be hustling the way you want to. Sorry. And now another team can actually just get ahead of you and maintain that distance. 
which is doable. It's easily doable. Like, tr please trust me. I I'm in the league right now, and I just told the players who we uh, the, the players that we just beat. All you all we did was jump out early and have our energy. That's it. So again, you need your Super Saiyans. Because and this is a little bit tricky too, because the Super Saiyan is kind of like a Draymond Green, um, or Bobby Portis, right? So that just give you a little context as to like what a Super Saiyan it might look like in the NBA. All right, and now your goons, people, people. What's a goon? Um, that's the guy that you really don't want to play against. Okay, uh, and a nice fine example of a goon: Ron Artest and Stephen Jackson. Those are two fine examples, and if you haven't peeped already, please go watch the Malice in the Palace documentary because you'll gain a more appreciation just for how much of goons these guys really are. You don't really want to go up against Ron Artest and Steven Jackson like when they're defending you. They also can be a little bit gritty on the offensive end as well. It's just that extra person that gives you that extra oomph that you really don't want to go up against on a consistent basis. And if you get physical with them, they'll get physical right back with you. That's the type of guy that you want to have on your team, but you don't really want to play against. That's what I call a goon. And again, people, you need them on your squad because you can help throw them at, your, at, the other, at the opposing team's star or all-star. Now that star or all-star might get a little razzled. Remember how Steph Curry got treated in the Cleveland Cavaliers finals that second time? Or was it the first? No, first. They roughed them up a little bit. Yes, they did win. But they roughed them up. And that was the main thing. And Steph wasn't looking the way Steph usually does. So again, just showing you, a goon can actually get the job done. And honestly, Della Vadova wasn't much of a goon per se. That was more just of an energizer bunny. Like he was the super saiyan if you had to call him anything. So just imagine what a goon like a Pat Bev could do or a, or Eric Bledsoe or Drew Holiday. That's somebody you don't want to see. That's somebody you don't want to see. I could have also said Dennis Rodman, but I wanted to save him for the board men because board men are your rebounders. I want at least seven to eight rebounds within 36 minutes, like per 36 minutes. That, and again, this is on the low side. The people who I'm about to name, Rodman, Giannis, they're averaging 10, 11 plus. So if that's what we're talking about, and you have board men like this, oh, you're in good shape because you're preventing the opposition from scoring and you're giving your chance another chance to score. So board men, Quite pivotal, quite pivotal. Really, Boardman and like Super Saiyans, I could have merged these, but I didn't want to because I thought your rebounders can't always be your energy people. Like they can be different folks. So again, Boardman, Super Saiyan, pay attention to them because you need them. And the Boardman specifically, and the energy guy, and the Super Saiyan as well, help out your Gundams. Now what's a Gundam here? No, it's not, besides the mobile suit. Um, a Gundam is a shooter. A shooter that I'm talking about is like shooting 38% from three. And you give me about 80, 80 I want to say 85% from the free throw line, but I'll be decent to say 80. You know, lower the ball just a little bit, like just a little bit. That's what you need. And again, I'm being like relatively easy on you on the free throws. <laughs> so this should be easy enough to do. And if you can't find yourself a Gundam, you're not going to have much spacing. The big man are gonna have issues. Your slashers are gonna have a problem scoring. Like, 
even the Energizer, like, no, they'll probably get their buckets off regardless. But your, your Gundams are going to open up the flow. Okay, they're going to open up the flow for everybody to make it easier for them. Now, how do we get these Gundams active? You can set screens to them. Yes, that runs in line with the Super Saiyan, right? Or even a, a, a board man can help out with that. But typically, your, your Gundams are going to get helped by your Wizards. These are your playmakers, such as the Magic Johnson or Chris Paul, where you're getting the playmaking. It's not a bailout assist. Like, you're really orchestrating the team, all right? You don't need a playmaker as your primary option to win, but you need a playmaker to get your team orchestrated. Just ask the Clippers in the bubble. That was very pivotal, which is why they got ran out and grabbed a Rajon Rondo a little bit too late, but still went out and got them. They needed themselves a playmaker okay so again a wizard you gravely need to get everything situated just imagine if kobe had a little bit more help from the point guard position like when we actually picked up chris paul imagine if he didn't get nicked that trade didn't get nicked well we saw what he did chris paul meeting with james harden where he almost beat the unstoppable warriors but he was their second option doesn't have to be the first so the playmaker just needs to get stuff orchestrated. You don't need to be first option. Look what just happened with Chris Paul in the finals this year as the second. Just saying, people. Your, your playmakers, your wizards. You need them. You really do. Now, now your next people, you need your lockdowns. You need your lockdowns. These are your defenders. Anybody can defend. Anybody can defend. But I need to know that you can guard one-on-one. -on -one. Because now I can throw you on an island and worry about somebody else. That's helpful. Like, examples of your lockdowns, Tony Allen, Kawhi Leonard. Both of those players have been able to stop or slow down the opposition. Kobe Bryant even said Tony Allen was one of the toughest defenders he's had. Might have been the toughest. Like, the man was just a monster. And then Kawhi Leonard, we know what this man does. And you see the notoriety they get simply off of defending. Like, Kawhi was one finals MVP just, the way, just because of the way he played against LeBron James. And offense as well. So those lockdowns, you need them. Quite pivotal. Uh, quite pivotal. Definitely help out going forward. And they realistically help out the stars too. Or whoever your, whoever your athletic person is who's worrying about the offensive end. They can maintain just worrying about the offensive end. That's usually helpful. Like, Pippen was able to guard the better offensive players. Jordan was too. But you can also throw Pippen on them. Open it up for Jordan on the offensive end. That's easy. That's easy. Or you could get a couple of your Rugrats. You could get a couple of your Rugrats. What's a Rugrat, ladies and gentlemen? As you might guess, it's a young guy or gal who really can get a bucket at the end of the day. Um... These Rugrats here, they don't have to be your stars. I'm not talking about the Kay Cunninghams or the or the Jalen Greens per se. Even though if you get one of those, that's cool. But I'm talking more so like, I don't want to say Trey or Luca. Um, maybe if like a Shea Gilgis Alexander. See how that popped up where he was on the Clippers and then moved to the Thunder. Like something like that. Like because if you have a Shea Gilgis Alexander on a team, Really, any of these young guys that I'm named, like Luca, Trey, Zion, any of those guys, well, I mean, you definitely have a good shot at winning. But they're usually kind of thrown into that 
all-star and star category. Like, that's what people are trying to push them in towards. And I don't think you need that. Like, the Rugrats should be able to help out with the starter to reserve role. If you have a star or all-star, great. <laughs> then swell in that. But if you don't, tough. Like, you just need somebody to help fill out those roles to help going forward. Okay? So that's what a Rugrat is needed. And like I said, you know, Rugrats don't have to be the starter or even the best role. They can be one of your best team, though. Or players and that's going to the, the final step the death lineup this is the team where you're gonna put out your best five to go kill the opposition just take them out not literally like murder anybody ladies and gentlemen. when I say kill this in a basketball sense remember we have wartime in basketball this is wartime you out there to win a game and you don't care about the opposition and how they feel your main goal is to make sure you and your team win it's war. It's war. So as a result, you got to have your death lineup. An example of this, the Warriors, when they brought in KD, like Steph, Clay, Iggy, Draymond, KD, how are you going to stop that? Like, you got to have a good, solid five, your best five. And not everyone can have this too, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. Remember that. Not everyone can have a death lineup. So if your team is able to have these 12 steps, you are on your way to becoming a contender. Like, you are there. Like, you are there. You might have a few more things, like what is the management looking like, what's your coaching staff situated. We will talk about those at another day. But this 12-step process here, if you follow that process, you'll be in contention. I promise you. Hey, let me know what y'all think in the comment section below. Uh, do you agree with me? Do you disagree with me? Um, I hope you do, but hey, hope you all have a good one. Take care. We're still here as, as, as you can see we're at the back end of the show no pun intended but look hope you all enjoyed it and before you go please subscribe to the youtube channel follow the ig account share the content to anybody who's anybody and most importantly leave your thoughts and comments below but i gotta go back and play buddy in 2k so let me unmute him real quick excuse me hey boss i'm back nah you better catch this word you know we get buckets around here too